Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Next is now. Uh, What is next when it comes to emerging trends and patterns in American family life? More and more young people, of course, are putting off having children. And while the cost of having a child is often seen as a driving force or the main reason, is that really the whole story or is there more to it than that? Uh, To help us break all that down, Dan Cox, a senior fellow in polling and public opinion at the American Enterprise Institute, uh, joins us today. Dan, thanks for jumping on. Thanks. uh, Thanks for having me. So uh, let's break down some of the things that you have been uh, looking at and going through in terms of some of these trends and patterns in American family life. And, uh, and let's start with uh, the baby bust. Uh, U.S. birth rate reached record low in 2020. Uh, what are the numbers behind the numbers? What are we really learning? Yeah, so a number of people have been looking at this, and you know, there, there's a longer-term decline, but there's been a short-term uh, drop too because of the pandemic. People are putting off ha- having children because of financial uncertainty, um, health concerns, and, and other reasons. Uh, that may rebound, but we're still seeing a, a longer-term decline. And, and one of the things we wanted to investigate in this poll was to what extent uh, delayed marriage and other sort of larger social changes are, are playing a role. And we we did find that there is a, is a connection between the fact that Americans are are marrying later and having smaller families. Uh, one of the things I know you looked at uh, in uh, your piece is uh, re- especially relating to younger Americans, uh, particularly not seeing the the societal value in marriage or in being a parent. Break down some of those numbers for us. Yeah. So one of the things that's really interesting is that. While you know, we asked younger people who were not married uh, whether they wanted to be married, and, and most still did uh, for singles, uh, for those who didn't have children, uh, there was still a, a majority who actually expressed interest in starting families, too. Um, but there are you know, a number of folks, an increasing number of folks, who just want, kind of want to opt out. So they're saying that they're unsure or uncertain about having children. They just know that they don't want to. And one of the groups that's most likely to say this are uh, people who are religiously unaffiliated. Um, And one of the the reasons that, you know, we've speculated a little bit about is to what extent that the association of marriage uh, with religion, whether it might be um, causing some some non-religious folks to, to think that this is sort of not for them. Uh, fascinating. And uh, and as you continue to, to dig into that and, and get kind of under the numbers there, uh, 
what are some of the things that you think are are driving that? Is this a uh, younger generation that isn't interested in that kind of sacrifice or the the hard work and heavy lifting of parenting, <laughs> or, or what I think is the ultimate entrepreneur class is uh, is the couple at the altar, you know, uh, forming a family. Uh, what is it that seems to be driving some of that? Yeah, so I mean, for for younger Americans, um, you know, think of like the millennial generation and now now Gen Z, uh, their their formative experiences, family experiences, were just very different than uh, the boomers and the silent generation, which is the the oldest living generation. And so I think they've just had very different experiences, whether it comes to religious participation, uh, their religious education. Uh, participating in normal things like having dinner together regularly. You know, uh, members of the Gen Z generation are just, were less likely to do that growing up. And their notions of, of what it means to be a family and have, you know, be part of family is, is different too. There's a lot more openness about uh, particular social arrangements and, and, you know, not wanting to put values on it. Um, and one of the things that we see, though, is that, well, you know, there, there may be, you know, a desire for sort of broader acceptance, but we know marriage is really, really important in terms of providing uh, social support, stability, um, financial security, all these things uh, that are really closely associated with, with marriage. Uh, so folks that are opting out of marriage, um, you know, are not able to take advantage of, of, of those benefits. Yeah. You mentioned something, uh, Dan, that has got me curious uh, you mentioned kind of the different experience of uh, so many of these of the younger generations, uh, Gen Z and millennials, you know, not having family dinner. Or I know with so much of that generation, which is so driven to be involved in every sport and every extracurricular activity and, you know, grades for college. And, and is it that we took the joy out of some of that family stuff that maybe has them thinking differently about what it is or what it could be? Yeah, no, I think there is a type of parenting that emphasizes, you know, personal achievement and sort of individual growth, whether that's in, in music or sports or arts uh, or languages, right? And, and I think a, a lot of parents are so focused on the, the achievement and success of their children, they, they kind of don't emphasize the importance of being part of community, whether it's religious community um, neighborhood uh, communities and, and connections and, and really building those up. So I, I think that's part of what's going on here is there, there's been kind of a cultural shift in, in what parents are prioritizing. Because as I, as I previously mentioned, it's not just that parents are spending less time with their kids now. In fact, we, you know, we know from other research that parents are actually spending more time mm. on child care activities. It's just what they're doing is different. Oh, that's fascinating. And uh, anything else from the uh, from the studies that you have gone through? Any kind of aha moments or or things that we should really be thinking about as to how that's going to impact uh, society and community uh, in the years ahead? Yeah. So one of the really interesting things um, when we look at marriage, there's been other studies and folks interested in, in the rise of interfaith marriages. So marriages between people of different religious backgrounds. And one of the things that we, we found in our survey was there's actually an even larger rise uh, of secular marriages. So, so marriages between people who are, are both not religious. And one of the reasons I think that's really interesting is you, you fast forward, you know, five, ten years, um, these folks are probably going to raise 
non-religious children. So we're seeing the base level of uh, religious education and socialization changing because there's more secular families. And I think that's a really interesting pattern that we're seeing. The other thing is, is secular families tend to have small, they have fewer children too. So when we think about the long-term prognosis or the long-term trends uh, for population growth in the U.S., that would at least suggest that we may actually um, continue to see some declines there. Uh, fascinating. Great insight, great research, and a great job of connecting all the dots there. Dan Cox is Senior Fellow in Polling and Public Opinion at the American Enterprise Institute. Dan, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Again, some really interesting uh, insight there uh, from Dan Cox in terms of that family formation. And again, I think some of it is we took the joy out of it in our race and chase uh, to achievement that I think have left our kids wondering what family is really all about. That's worth digging in and thinking just a little bit more on on a Monday. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Stay with us. More to come. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.